You don't know me. Oh, that's not on key. <laughs> you don't, you don't own me. You, you don't, don't own me. No, no, you're still flat. Oh. You don't, you don't, you don't own me. Uh, it's okay. You, know, you need further training is required. Oh my God. But it's okay. You're on track. You're on track. <laughs> Uh, I love it, you. it doesn't matter because uh, by don't tell me what to do, I'm screaming. No, listen, I have two words. <laughs> Tone deaf. <laughs> you leave Diane Keaton alone. Guys, neither one of us have seen this movie. <laughs> and we're very excited to discuss it. We're, as you know, we're breaking down female relationships. And wow, it's a breakdown. <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, my God. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where it's the 90s, Bill. Downsized. <laughs> I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 1996 film, The First Wives Club. Wow. I know. <laughs> like we said, neither of us have ever seen this before. And uh, there's a reason, I think. There's This was a trip. I'll tell you what. It abs- we were today years old when we saw it for the first time. <laughs> so... Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, and retweet. Yes. Uh, we want everyone to come and join this little watch party. Tell them about the Patreon. Guys, there has never been a better time to give us your money. Oh. For just $5 a month, you too can become a little onion contributor at the $5 level. We've got everything over there for you. All our bonus content, all of our television coverage, all of our long-form coverage. There's 50 bajillion episodes of John Adams and Netflix's The Haunting of Hill House over there. We covered every episode. We just did like an hour-long episode where we talked about what we've been watching, yeah. including The Last of Us, uh-huh, yeah. which there are many feelings about. Absolutely. And guys, you know what? All that bonus content, you get two guaranteed posts a month and it's all waiting for you over there right now you just gotta go over just click that link just go find the link do it now <laughs> down in the doobly-doo as john green would say yes you know, the links in the doobly-doo and guys if you want access to all of our main feed goodness our full catalog of main feed episodes you go on over to our Podbean page because there you can get a custom rss link and listen to any player of your choosing all right you ready for some justice mm. <laughs> this, li- listen, this film is extremely all over the place and not exactly sure what... Uh, the, the filmmakers do not know what kind of movie they're making. Yeah. Is it a thriller? Is it a revenge a story? Is it a comedy? We don't know. It's all over the place. But there, it's just chock full of great references and hysterical moments. Oh, it's, so, it's very TikTokable, if you know what I mean. Not to mention the who's who of New York <laughs> acting. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Do it, Morris. Do it to me now. I need it. You're the only one who does it the way I like it. If I give you any more collagen, your lips are going to look like they got stuck in a pool drain. Good morning, Mom. Morning, Miss Elliot. Leave me alone. I'm very fragile right now. What is that fragrance? Means Milano, Chips Ahoy. Mmm, Malamars. Hey, Hi, sweetie. Hi. You know, you're in a gay bar. I know, honey, I know, and that's what's so great. There's just so many nice lesbians. Just everywhere you look, there's lesbians. What's the matter? 
Come on, Elise, you can tell me. The cheekbones, the jawline. Did you just have a little bit of the full Ivana? Okay. All right, I have been fresh enough already. What do they do with the stuff they take off? You get to keep it? in a home, I washed the shorts, I ironed them, and I starched them. Oh, you did? Yeah, well, I mean, I supervised. Hello. What's the matter, Morty? Can't you buy our whole dress? At least, hi, I'm Phoebe. I've seen all your movies, and I want to be just like you. Only me. <laughs> he brought her to my son's apartment. Is she a gift? What are we talking about? Are we talking about revenge? No, I am talking about justice. Put it in there. Okay, First Wives Club, we'll come to order. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Ba, 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 ba. Don't you touch that. Drop it, you heat seeking Come on, hey. stop it. You don't own me. Don't try to change me in any This is about justice. Hello, sunshine. Wake up and smell the art. Happy days. Bette Midler, Goldie Hawn, Diane Keaton. We're so 90s. We can help them rise, we can help them fall. The First Wives Club. Ladies, remember what? Don't get mad, get everything. So this film is based off of a book by Olivia Goldsmith. Hmm. Uh, the book's not hyperlinked, so I'm assuming the film follows main points of the plot. Um, Olivia Goldsmith, this is her biggest thing. This is, is the First Wives Club. Hey, this is an emotional favorite for a lot of women. Absolutely, absolutely. And because, you know, we are examining female relationships in film this month. Mm-hmm. Happy March, everybody. Scott Rudin produced this. Yeah. We've had Scott Rudin on the show with us before as a producer. <laughs> How Rudin. Oh, wow. He's actually done a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. I was about to complain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Country for Old Men, uh, Lady Bird, Fences, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Social Network, School of Rock, Zoolander, Truman Show, Adam's Family. We must cover School of Rock this year. Yeah, no, it it, it is a must. <laughs> Guess who did the music? It's so confusing, Carrie. I know. I think the soundtrack is one of the things that makes this so weird. Uh-huh. Well, not the soundtrack, but like the the songs and the score, like the yeah. actual score of the film. Mark Shaman, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know what kind of movie this is by the score you've put forth. Like Mark Shaman, the composer of the Hairspray soundtrack? I know. He did not. He missed that. Mark, you missed the mark on this one. Oh, I don't know. Man. I don't know what happened there. It was uh, fairly lucrative. It did make like $165 million. So Well, yeah, because the trifecta we've got here, Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, Diane Keaton. Yes, all huge box office draws. Especially in the mid-90s. Yeah. But hey, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh... Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Which, I mean, we shouldn't set all of our um, film critiques by Rotten Tomatoes, but... (laughs) Sometimes it's dead on balls accurate, and other times I'm like, what is this? Yeah, they got a lot of people weighing in on that, so. Remember how Spy Kids had like a 37% or something? Yeah. And we were outraged? This film is like exactly the same age as me. Yeah, I know. It's four days older than you. Yeah, I was born four days after this was released. (laughs) September 20th, 1996. And uh, guys, you might have guessed it. But we've got names. Holy and shit. And most of them I'm just going to have to mention. Because 
There are so many notable people in this movie. People we've had before. I, that I can't stand it and will be here for half an hour if I don't get through this. So. Like, I feel like 75% of this cast has, has been here before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we got our main three, right? Mm-hmm. Please welcome her back to Kicking and Streaming as Brenda Morelli Cushman. <laughs> We have the scintillating Bette Midler. She was with us when we covered Stepford Wives. Abs- and was with us when we covered Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Which she is, I think I think that's just like her most known thing. Like everybody's like, oh, Beaches. Oh, First Wives Club. And I'm like, no. Hocus. Hocus Pocus. Come on now. Mm-hmm. And then we've got starring as Elise Elliott. Atchison? Atchison? <laughs> Atchison? Anyway, we've got Goldie Hawn. Fun fact, Goldie Hawn and Debbie Harry are not the same person. I thought Goldie Hawn was Blondie. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. I know, I know, I know. She's known for her time on the NBC sketch comedy program Rowan and Martin's Laughing, mm-hmm. Cactus Flower, Butterflies Are Free, something called There's a Girl in My Soup from 1970. <laughs> and don't forget Death Becomes Her. Oh, yes, Death Becomes Her with Meryl Streep. Absolutely. Oh no, she's in them Christmas Chronicles. Yep. Oh, Goldie. Please welcome her back to Kicking and Streaming as Annie McDougan Paradis. Diane Keaton. Mm, Annie Hall herself. Yeah, I, know. I thought it was funny. Her name was Annie. Yeah. Um, because you know what's funny? Diane Keaton's birth name is Diane Hall. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's funny. Yeah, full circle, right? Um, she was with us when we did the Family Stone mm-hmm. last year. So this is her second Kicking and Streaming appearance. Oh, guys. As New York socialite, and not just first wife, but second wife, third wife, and fourth wife, Ganilla Garson Goldberg, Dame Maggie Smith is here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Guys, she's Professor McGonagall and the Dowager Countess Grantham. She's been in countless things. She's one of the most famous British actresses out there. I love Maggie Smith. Mm-hmm. And her trying to do an American accent is hilarious. <laughs> um, we've got Sarah Jessica Parker playing Shelley, who is the... Uh, Girlfriend. Yeah, she's the fiance of Bette Midler's ex. Oh, boy. Yeah. We've got Dan Hedaya, Nick Tortelli from Cheers, <laughs> and his spinoff, The Tortellis. <laughs> He's playing Morty, Bette Midler's ex-husband. Uh, we've got uh, we got Stephen Collins Aww. here as Aaron Paradis, Diane Keaton's husband. Mm. Yeah, he's the pedophile dad from Seventh Heaven. No. And I'm not saying the dad in Seventh Heaven was a pedophile. I'm saying Stephen Collins is a pedophile. Oh, boy. Yeah, I really hate it. Because um, you think he's a trash dad. I did back then. Like, I, boy, did I ever I, do. 80, 70s, 80s, Stephen Collins, call me. But, like, not after that. You know, like, Yuck. he basically died in 1990. Anyway. Uh, we've got as uh, Dr. Leslie Rosen, Annie's therapist. <laughs> we've got Marsha Gay Harden. Uh, guys, I think I know Marsha Gay Harden best from Flubber. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's uh, Robin Williams' love interest in Flubber. She's in so many other things, but the fact that we only associate her with Flubber. Yeah, yeah. Mona Lisa Smile, Mystic River. Like, there's too many things to mention. We love Marsha Gay Harden, God of Carnage. Yeah. She did that on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, guys, welcome back to Kicking and Streaming. We've got Victor Garber here with us again. <laughs> He's Bill at Atkins? Atkinson? Atk- Atk- anyway, Goldie Hawn's ex-husband. Um, <laughs> what a queen. I know. Um, and he, he plays it straight super well. He always has. But he was with us when we did Titanic. He was with us when we did Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. He was with us when we did Sleepless in Seattle. He's been with us a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. We love Victor Garber. We've got Elizabeth Berkeley as Phoebe, who is Bill's, you know, side piece, like the Shelly. Um, she's from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley. That, that's all I'll mention. Um. <laughs> 
We've got a Bronson Pinchot, Pincho, Pinch, as, Pincho, as Duarto Feliz, this weird interior designer that Bette Midler is friends with in the movie. I think he's her boss. That's I think that's what the Wikipedia page oh. said anyway. Well, he's in the Beverly Hills Cops movies. Yeah, I know that. I don't really care other than that. Guys, Stalker Channing's here for five minutes. Welcome her back to Kiki and Streaming. She was with us when we no. Yeah, no, she was with us. We covered, uh, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Mm -hmm. Tu Wong Fu. Tu Wong Fu, yes. Oh my goodness. I wish she was here for longer. Yeah, I know. She's here for the first five minutes of the film and then she's gone. I was excited. Me too. I love Stalker Channing. And then immediately devastated. Listen here, jackass. (laughs) Uh, We've got Jennifer Dundas. Dundas? 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 I almost said as lesbian. She's Christine (laughs) Paradis. The word lesbian's right under her hyperlink. She's known best for this role, actually. Really? The First Wives Club. I can't I can't see anything else that I really would have seen her in besides Lorenzo's Oil because I love Susan Sarandon and Laura Linney. It just came to me. What? I've been trying to think of it all yeah, afternoon. I'm looking at it right now, is, actually. Is it an episode of SVU? Yeah. Yeah. It's called Legacy from yep. 2000. Yep. That's the one where she is a messed up from the floor up character. You are insane. I know. We've got a little kid actor named Ari Greenberg playing Jason, who is uh, Brenda and Morty's son. We've got Philip Bosco as Uncle Carmine. <laughs> he was with us in My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah. He's also in The Savages. He's their dad with Laura Linney and yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Philip Seymour? Hoffman. Hoffman. Timothy Oliphant is here. Baby Timothy. As Brett Artuan? Artunion? Brett Artunion? Anyway, he's a really hot uh, filmmaker who's trying to entice Goldie Hawn into being in his movie. Not for the right reasons, though. And guys, we have got a slew of cameos. Do we ever? It's just, uh, guys. I I couldn't possibly write them all down. As themselves, Ivana Trump, Kathy Lee Gifford, former New York Mayor Ed Koch, and fucking Gloria Steinem. Yeah. Like, my goodness. Uh, Heather Locklear's here. And Sue Simmons. Yeah. Sue Simmons is the new, remember? She's the newscaster that breaks the news about her suicide. She's, remember on, they talk about it on True Crime Obsessed all the time. I don't. She's the one who's famous for swearing on air, literally going, At 11, pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? (laughs) Oh, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Guys, Edward Hibbert. He's the voice of Zazu. Yeah. He's the bartender Goldie Hawn is crying to. <laughs> J.K. Simmons is here as an FBI agent. <laughs> or one, someone pretending to be. Uh, Rob Reiner? Yeah. We love Rob Reiner. He's Goldie Hawn's plastic surgeon. Absolutely. Uh, Leah Delaria? <laughs> Orange is the New Black's Leah Delaria, the first openly gay comic on late night television? That took me out. I, I can't su- wait. It's baby Leah Delaria, yeah. too. Like, my goodness. Deborah Monk? <laughs> she's the woman at the bar crying. She's she was she's been with us before. She was in the producers. She's licked me, bite me. Oh, gross. And uh, Kate Burton, the mom from Grey's Anatomy. They're all here for like five seconds. I am so excited, guys. We have to get to the content. We absolutely must start. <sighs> My first note is, oh boy, neither of us have seen it. Fingies crossed. <laughs> No, the opening credits for this movie are somehow both mesmerizing and bad and hard to look at. Yeah, because you can. The graphics are so crisp, but you can tell that this was made before things were in ultra 15k HD or whatever. The song's good. Yeah, I wives know. and lovers, a little Dion Warwick. Hey, little girl, comb your hair, fix your makeup. Soon he will open the door. Oh. 
I think because there's a ring on your finger, you needn't try anymore. It's 1969 yeah. at Middlebury College in Connecticut. We've got four graduates here. We've got friends, Cynthia, Elise, Annie, and Brenda. They're all super tight. Yeah. Like, they've been thick as thieves throughout the entirety of their education. And it's graduation day. They're excited. They're getting dressed up and getting their hair right. Cynthia gives them all matching strings of pearls as a graduation gift. Cynthia. Here. Open. Put them on. Oh, my God. I don't think so. I think it's just enough. <laughs> you can all write me nice notes, but right now we need a toast. Oh, got it. Pour, pour. Oh, it's picture time. Champagne. Uh, Cynthia takes a picture. Oh, you it's know, nice. it's all really nice. But then we cut immediately forward in time to Stockard Channing, who is upset and loaded. No, guys, I need you all to take a just take a seat for a second because the opening to this movie is dark. T.W. And I can't understate that enough. Everyone thought they were coming to see a hee-haw good time about women over a certain age. And it literally begins with Stockard Channing taking her own life. Yeah, no. It's not good because... Her husband has left her and remarried a younger woman, Heather Locklear. Of the four of us, Cynthia was certainly the most likely to succeed. When she decided to do something, she just went right ahead and did it. Yikes. Oh, I know. It's so morbid the way she comes out on that balcony and there's like a woman in the apartment across the way on her Stairmaster waves at her. And, like, Stalker just waves back, like, sorry. Cynthia. You're, we can't do this the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. It was hard for me in my notes to keep track of their character names. You're right. Cynthia's just waving at her like, I'm really sorry for what you're about to see. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And Diane Keaton is Annie. We go to Annie, right? Annie's the one that's in voiceover, right? Yeah, Annie's the one whose voiceover we get the whole time. I, I literally have, let's talk about Annie and her low self-esteem. Yeah. She has this controlling, judgmental mother so the fact that she's high strung with low self-esteem is hardly a mystery. And she's got <laughs> her mother always has something to say. Yeah. I and know. it's always there. Does she live there? No, like... no, 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 no. And she's got a daughter named Chris who has recently come out to her as a lesbian. Well, she does it in the moment. Yeah, I know. Because Chris is mad at mom because Annie is separated from her husband, Aaron, who is a partner in an advertising firm. And they are in that stage where they're in therapy together. They're trying to work it out. They're both seeing the same therapist. And Chris wishes that her mom would just drop it. Yeah. Like, stop messing with dad. He treats you horribly. <laughs> and Annie's like, you need to find your own man. And she's like, mom, I'm a lesbian. I'm a lesbian, Mom. What? I'm a lesbian. But that's not the issue here. Well, sweetie, when you say lesbian... And don't tell Daddy. I want to tell him myself when the time is right, like Father's Day or Christmas morning. Chris. And I'm so sorry for that, because this is the mid-90s, and her sexuality will definitely be a punchline throughout. Yeah, it will. And Annie's like, oh, like, now when you say lesbian... <laughs> Do you mean, and I'm like, this is not Google, Annie. She's a lesbian, accept it. Like, yeah, exactly. And then we go to Elise. Cut to Rob Reiner and Goldie Hawn, who is Elise, trying to be young. Oh my God, Elise is allegedly an Academy Award winning actress. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway. And, like, she is obsessed with looking younger and younger all the time okay. because she knows the window on her time in Hollywood is closing rapidly. Not to mention her famous filmmaker husband has left her for a younger woman. Yup. Again, this is going to be a repeating theme. And, like, she's begging Rob Reiner to give her more lip fillers. I want to be young. <laughs> Science fiction young. Elise, if I give you any more collagen, your lips are going to look like they got stuck in a pool drain. Morris, I haven't worked in 18 months, and I have a meeting with a director for a part that I would kill for. I have to look sexy. Elise, you are sexy. Look, look at yourself. You're incredible. You're, you're my masterpiece. If I give you any more lip fillers, your lips are going to look like they got stuck in a pool drain. I love Rob Reiner. <laughs> By the time I'm done, you're going to be able to blink your lips. <laughs> she does. She does. She gets more horrible lip fillers. It looks so bad. When we cut to Bette Midler, Brenda, mm-hmm. the Sicilian Italian, no, the Sicilian Jew. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love her. She works for an interior designer named Duarto, who Annie describes in voiceover later as one of the 10 worst decorators in the city. She, I I, mis, I mistyped this note. I meant to say, cut to Bette Midler, who is a severely ugly dress. Aww. And I meant to say, cut to Bette Midler, who is in a severely ugly dress. Guys, I have this note later. Whoever costumed Bette Midler for this film hates her. Oh, no, yeah, because she's supposed to have that kind of middle-aged, uh, dowdy housewife vibe. Yeah, all the, these three women, they're like 45, 46, somewhere in there, you oh, know? the death of youth for women. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Well, it's actually 30. Uh, stop. Well, I just didn't know if you knew. St- oh. Yeah. Oh, I will come across this oh, table. Didn't, didn't you know that women are irrelevant after 30? I hate you. It's not me. I don't make the rules. It's society. <laughs> And, yeah, that's when this was the worst, was in the 90s, when it's like, obviously, the theme of this movie is going to be getting back at our husbands for trading in for a younger model. Yeah, so much for the year of the woman four years before this. Jason! Jason! Honey! Yoo-hoo! Burning sensation just confirmed! Jason! What? Burning sensation confirmed. I got the band you wanted. Cool! What is this? Hebrew! Your bar mitzvah is in three weeks. It's the one thing your father is willing to pay for. Learn it. But mom... Don't but mom me. Please, learn it. Don't shame me in the synagogue. And hurry up, it's time for school. And Brenda's husband, Morty, <laughs> has a has had a midlife crisis and left her high and dry for a woman named Shelly. Yeah. Yeah, we will not enjoy Shelly. I mean, I enjoy Shelly, like, just her character, like, and her role in this, but... Like, it's so shitty. He, like, he owns electronic stores, right? Yeah. And has gotten pretty successful at it. And, yeah, just took off with Sarah Jessica Parker and left her high and dry with their teenage son. <laughs> when we cut back to Annie, and she's arguing with her mother, as you do. Yeah. And her mother says, you know what? You're 46, and a woman your age has a better chance of getting murdered than finding renewed love. And I'm like, you're really helping out here. Thanks for the support. Mrs. McDuggan, keep it clamped. (laughs) Like, my gosh. And this is where the laughs have to stop, because... Sue Simmons, as herself, the newscaster, is on television telling everybody about Cynthia's suicide. Yeah. Because I think her husband was a stockbroker or something, so he was, like, in the trades a lot. People knew who she was. No, they literally, their divorce was finalized. He married Heather Locklear the next day. 
And Ugh. then Cynthia committed suicide. That's so awful. And so we see the friends all arriving for the funeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen each other in decades. They lost touch. Elise's lips are insane. Oh, that's so bad. She looks like a duck. And like when we're all getting set in the church for the funeral, we see Cynthia's ex-husband and his new Heather Locklear walk in. <gasps> Gil! Gil. Yeah, Gil Griffin. The mm-hmm. fucking nerve of him bringing her. I know. Like, that's so... Listen, I know this is not Heather Locklear's entire fault, but how disrespectful. I think it's fun that she has no lines. I do, too. Yeah, you know. She was a star. She has no lines. <laughs> and you know what? The three friends are uh, reuniting. I know this is going to really sound horrible after that, but I, I would really... I just... I'd love to... Lunch? Oh, no, I I know, you're right. It's not right, it's just why. We gotta eat. I have a car. A limo? Yeah. After the surface, Elise, Brenda, and Annie all go out to lunch to reconnect, process their friend's death, and you can tell that the longer they talk about their emotions, the more you realize it's not about Cynthia. They're all feeling their own, you know, their own mortality creeping up on them. The fact that all their husbands have left them and everything. Before they go to lunch, she, Lisa's like, I got a car. <laughs> Bette Miller, is it a limo? Yeah. <laughs> Walks away to limo. <laughs> and I'm also quickly realizing here that I would have also divorced Elise. Really? I'm sorry. You think she's insufferable? I get a little. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it has nothing to do with how she looks. It's mostly the drinking and the personality, but... Oh, brother. And yeah, like, Elise is feeling the sunset on her youth incoming. (laughs) And they're trying to butter Elise up, and we're all lying about how great our lives are and talking about Cynthia. And And we are realizing that everyone's husband is just leaving them for younger women. Yeah, like, Annie is the only one who's, like, trying to put the best face on. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, no, uh, we're good, we're good. Aaron and I are fine. Uh, Uh, We've been married for 25 years. Yep. And uh, Chris is just perfect. I mean, lesbians are great nowadays. And, uh, well, the marriage is just, it's going, it's just, it's going to be really fine. Aaron and I are just, you know, we're, we're, um, we're temporarily sort of kind of, you know, just a little bit, we're separated. (laughs) (laughs) And they all laugh like... energy in this movie is so funny for me because she's kind of the nervous awkward one right Mm -hmm. she doesn't stand up for herself very much she she's kind of a doormat and the other two women are always like would you grow a pair please when brenda is poking fun at elisa's lips those lips are they wax (laughs) (laughs) and i love how she can't light her cigarette because her lips aren't real and it keeps falling out (laughs) yeah they're getting more and more hammered (laughs) during this lunch and we get to the point where they, you, they're closing down the restaurant, Gary. Yeah, it's like, like they've been in this restaurant all damn day, and like you can, I just know that the Mater D is standing out of shot, looking at his watch, like I have a husband to get home to. Cut to Marsha Gay Harden's legs. Oh my God! Yeah, we're in therapy with <laughs> what is her name? Doctor Le- Doctor Rosen. Doctor Rosen. I would also like to have therapy dispensed to me by Marsha Gay Harden's legs. Stop. She's so pretty in this film, Carrie. I'm distracted. I can't pay attention to anything else. I know. I know. And that's the thing. You can tell she's all legs. Therefore, she's gonna be a problem. Yeah. That's what this movie wants me to know. She's encouraging Annie to get angry and stop making excuses for everyone who is causing her problems. She's encouraging Annie to get her aggression out by hitting her with a foam bat? Yeah. Next Annie, week. let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. 
It's okay. Uh, okay. <sighs> oh, Rambo! Ooh, a real tough guy. Come on, Gosh. Annie. Hit me! <laughs> I love that. Oh, 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 oh! What semester of the psychology doctorate program is that? <laughs> Encouraging your patients to hit you. <laughs> So we're making some progress on that score, right? Yeah, and like, uh, this is just, this is all so much. We're going to ping pong back and forth a lot here. And that's fine. It, we, we have to get through this. Just just try to stay with us. We see Elise negotiating divorce with her famous filmmaker husband, Bill Atkins, Atchison, Atchison. <laughs> yeah, and this is all going super well. Yeah, and like, they're, they're, they're saying that she's going to take the, quote, common assets and sell them off, and then just give Bill his share. Like, as if that weren't enough, she has to sell off all of their personal effects. He also wants alimony. And I'm like, are you serious? And therefore, we request one half of Miss Elliot's assets and a monthly stipend. He wants alimony? As for the possessions, the sculpture, art, the Japanese possession. porcelain, and important auger collected during the marriage, I want to tell you my client feels it would be only fair for Miss Elliot to dispose of the collection and divide the proceeds in an even split. It's just adding insult to injury because Literally. the way she tells it, she kind of made him what he is. Like, yeah, she, no, he he used her name and her talent to make it big himself. Like, And now he's completely misrepresenting that. And, like, they're just, that humongous conference table, and, like, <laughs> there's, like, an ocean between them, practically, and, and and Elisa's just getting more and more upset. Every time she gets upset, she lights a cigarette, and she gesticulates wildly with the cigarette, and I'm like, you're gonna put that out on your lawyer. You wanna talk about who Bill's lawyer is? <laughs> you wanna mention? Yeah, she's Jerry from Succession, or... The mom from Harriet the Spy. Which we covered on the yeah, show. Yeah, we did. Everybody's back. <laughs> okay, th- th- when we go to, like, the boutique or whatever that Brenda works in. I'm sorry, what was that word? Boutique? <laughs> boutique? Boutique. Shut <laughs> up. Boutique. Fucking French. <laughs> Little boutique. And their words. <laughs> sorry. This, the 1996 palette of everything is, like, really gross. Like, everything's just an off-white cream like, and gray. Yeah, yeah, Like, imagine the money they are spending on this crap. Like, <laughs> to be so frugly. Frugly? Frumpy ugly. Like, I, I swear to gosh. <laughs> Swear to and Brenda is in sees her ex, sees her ex husband Morty. Morty, he's <laughs> with his new Sarah Jessica Parker, Shelly. Yeah, she's she, trying on dresses. <laughs> Shelly the Barracuda. Yeah, we don't like Shelly. Shelly's kind of awful. She's like I don't know, twenty years younger than him. Indeed, it's ew. Leave that girl alone. And she's obviously very upset, and she starts picking at him. Oh, my God. She's, like, backing him up around the store. <laughs> Making a scene. <laughs> and then when, when Shelly comes out in that cocktail dress. Oh, God, make it go away. Shelly, look at you. My, my, the bulimia certainly has paid off. Don't start. Too What's much. the matter, Morty? Can't you buy her a whole dress? Stop it. Brenda, why don't you try these on in your tight? What the hell, Morty? You couldn't buy her a whole dress? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I'm any of them, I'm Brenda. Sure. I, I am Brenda. And if I'm any of them, 
I'm Annie. Yeah, you sure uh, are. Oh, you sure are. So we go to this scene, this little business meeting between Elise and up-and-coming filmmaker Brett Artunian. Artunian? <laughs> Artuan. Artuan. I No. <laughs> and it's Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. 28-year-old Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> You all remember Timothy Oliphant, the obscenely attractive salesman from The Office? He's Danny Cordray. Yeah. And I'm I in this moment I am Kelly Kapoor in that episode of The Office where he walks into the conference room and Kelly Kapoor just goes, "Fuck me." Ah! Say hello to Danny. Me. Okay. You know what? No. No. He he wants her to be in his new movie. Yeah. But <laughs> Not as the leading lady. Yeah, no, who's supposed to be a younger person, right? Yeah, he wants her to be the leading lady's grotesque cronish mother. Oh, and you just, the ego death she suffers in this it, moment. It's so bad. So she just takes to drinking her problems away at the bar. <laughs> that, that's literally, that's with, the thing. With, with Zazu. Yeah, with Zazu. <laughs> I'm so unhappy. <laughs> oh, Angela Lansbury's unique mother. Mm-hmm. Shelly Winters is Unique's mother. Now that's good. Sean Connery is Unique's mother. Yeah. Perhaps I should oh. get you some coffee. Oh, wait a minute. I take that back. Sean Connery is Monique's boyfriend. Now, he's 300 years old, but he's still a stud. <laughs> I'm not happy, Maria. And I'm going to get you that coffee. <laughs> Which, listen, alcoholism is not funny. But she does her damnedest to make it look funny, doesn't she? Yeah, I'm I'm still laughing. Like, uh, when we cut back to Annie and her mom, and they're making pasta for dinner. And I love, it's my favorite line of her mother's. Listen, I don't mean to criticize, but you have no feeling for noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, how can you have no feeling for noodles? <laughs> it's noodles! And right after that, Annie gets a telephone call from her husband, Aaron. And he wants to set up a little dinner date. Oh, and she's all Twitter-pated because she thinks that they're officially going to get back together, And right? I knew in the moment he's definitely asking for a divorce, like... And you know what? I thought so, too. I thought, no, this is going to be the I want a divorce dinner. But she goes, she puts on a very nice dress, goes and meets him at this hotel bar. She thinks he's ready to recommit. They dance. Oh, yeah! They fucking have sex. And he's saying all the right things, like, you're so beautiful, I love you. When in turn, it turns out he's just buttering her up to, you know, shove her down the hole. Like Because it's so awful. He, she she really thinks this is going to, you know, finally be put back together. And he's looking deep into her eyes. I'm like, oh, no, he's going to say it. He's going to say it after they've had sex. I want a divorce. <sighs> but we just made love. I mean, well, you... I asked you out to tell you, but then you looked so great. And I thought, geez, how romantic. You know, one last time, a goodbye kiss. But we just made love! <laughs> she became Cheryl from Archer! You're not my supervisor! But we just made love! Yeah, no, watching Diane Keaton have a breakdown is super funny. It's always funny. She does it so well, another movie I think of where she does a lot of it is in Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. Where she's with the insufferable Jack Nicholson. Does a lot of really funny crying in that movie. And guys, in the middle of the fight, somebody shows up. Oh no. Dr. Leslie Rosen, the therapist, walks through the door with her own key 
to the hotel room. She is Aaron's younger woman. You've got to be kidding me. What the? You told her? I, I was totally up front. What? Excuse me? Well, Annie, this <gasps> is rough. I know that. Rough? Wait a minute. I don't understand. You are my therapist? I'm a woman. He is my husband. Oh, Annie, I'm gonna get... you are my therapist. I'm, I'm a woman. woman. <laughs> Marcia Gay Harden's like, correction. I'm more than just that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I have... I, I I wrote, I have three words for you. I actually, I think I have a four-syllable word. Unethical. Yeah, no, that's a soup. That's a super huge breach. Like, seriously, she should have her license taken away. And, like, the way they're both, like, you're, the way she's like, Annie, you're not helping here. And I'm like, Dr. Rosen literally dying a fire. Oh, like, my God. I cannot believe that Annie's reaction is entirely appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I I won't hear anything otherwise. And I did write, I hope they both die in a fire. Like, and this is where I wrote, as the, as the, as the narrative moves on, I wrote here, now all I'm thinking about is poor Stalker Channing. Yeah, I is know. poor Cynthia. Like, can we get Stalker Channing back, please? And because now this is where, because what something Cynthia did before she committed suicide was she wrote letters to all of them. She wrote letters to all three of them and had her housekeeper mail them out Mm -hmm. and now we've got the letters and we're all sitting down to read the letters and like it's so sad because she's telling them it it almost sounds like she's blaming them but I really don't think she is because she's like listen I need you all to take care of each other because if I'd had y'all when this was all falling apart around me I might not feel this way I wish I had talent like Elise or Brenda's humor Or your strength, Annie. But most of all, I wish I still had our friendship. Perhaps Gil isn't the problem. Oh, God. Perhaps loneliness is. Oh, fuck. Now I'm super sad and sorry. Like... Yeah, where were all the... Where were all the giggles? Again, this film yanks you around. (laughs) It's, It's tonally very inconsistent. Exactly. And so we're all at a low point here. We're sitting around, drinking our feelings, talking about all of the shit that's just rained down on everybody. All the ladies are worried about their loneliness. They're worried about being alone. Yeah, because again, this was a huge theme, especially in the 90s, of your husband leaving you because you're no longer svelte, because you no longer look young. All the men are having a midlife crisis and buying Lamborghinis and getting earrings. And it's like, and the thing, and that even, that part I don't even mind so much. It's the way they all think their lives are over that I just really want to roll my eyes at. Do you know how much money they all have? Well, here's the thing. Yes, Elise is rather wealthy. Annie and Brenda are both housewives. I won't hear it. Look at their houses. I know, but... Look at how they live. It's probably because their husbands bought them. Yeah, they'll be fine. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. And so what do they decide to do, Carrie? They decide that they are not going to take it anymore. They're not going to take it. it. No, we ain't going to take it. Sorry. This is the scene where the first wives club is officially born because they all want to get back at their husbands. What else do we need? Just one amazing attorney. No, no. All we need is us. Three women who aren't afraid to fight, to stand up for our dignity, for our self-esteem. And then we'll let him have it. Okay. Okay. See this? Look. Ooh, wait, right here. Okay. Okay. Put it in there. All right. First wives club, 
come to order. When they formed the First Wives Club by putting their dirty wedding rings in a flute of champagne and drank it, gross. Oh, all the skin cells floating around in there, yuck. And then like the music that's playing as they're sipping the champagne. This is where I decided this film has no idea what kind of film it wants to be. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Like, I know it's hard to explain like in a non-visual medium, but like you got go watch the movie. It's on I, HBO Max. I guarantee you'll agree with me. Like, I understand that we're analyzing female relationships relationships here and this is like women against men which i support <laughs> but i'm not believing a single character here all right it's just goldie bet and diane take on victor garber nick tortelli from cheers and the seventh heaven child abuser mm, like brother yeah but hey you didn't have a bad time did you and so now they've all got to start getting recon on their husbands so they know where to poke the sharp sticks, yeah. right? And Annie knows someone who dislikes her husband almost as much as she does right now. Her daughter, Chris. Yeah. And I'm like, no, do not drag poor Chris into this, No, right? yeah, we're going to the lesbian bar. Oh my, God. Ross, I howled. I know. Because they go into this lesbian bar and they are not 10 feet in the door. Before Leah Delaria is in Elise's face. I wrote, baby Leah Delaria is here to play the bull dyke who steals Elise. I love it. <laughs> Elise Ellie, right? I mean, like from the movies. Yeah. I knew you were gay. I told everyone. I said, Elise Elliott is so hot. You are like the most amazing babe on this oh, planet. God bless you. Yeah. And you uh, want to dance? Oh, yeah. No, you were gay. <laughs> you are so hot. Here, come <laughs> dance with me. The way Elise is being eaten alive on the dance floor. <laughs> I didn't think there was going to be any of her left by the time all the lesbians parted the way. You remember when we took Bailey to Metro? Yeah. Yeah, she was <laughs> da Bella da Ball. It's a straight girl's man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Anyway, it's the elusivity and the unattainability of it, right? Mm -hmm. Get you a lesbian <laughs> who will love you for who you are. So yeah, Elise is enjoying herself because she's getting a lot of attention. And Brenda is finding solidarity with another lesbian whose partner left her for a younger woman. Lick me, bite me from the producers. Yeah. And like the way she assumes she's gay too. I know. <laughs> and it turns out that Chris is actually pleased as pie to spy on her dad for her mom by getting a job at his advertising firm. Mm -hmm. Like this is this is very covert. I, I love it. Okay, guys, we cut to Bill's office, right? Filmmaker husband of Elise. Mm -hmm. And Elise walks in with this team of men. Bill's poor secretary. Ma'am, will you at least let me allow him to... <laughs> Ma'am, will you please allow me to just let him know that you're here? <laughs> Don't just barge in, please. Oh, but she's barging in. Elise with this team of men cleans out Bill's office in front of him. <laughs> it's so great. Because like, this is the common assets element, right? Yeah, like, everything that she either bought for him or they bought together, she's supposed she, to take it and like sell it off, right? She's like, I bought you all these antiques. They're mine. Like <laughs> They're literally, the men are taking the desk out from under him. Here, take that desk too. Elise, this hurts me. I care about you, about us, uh, about the magic. What exactly is going on here? And this Japanese secretary. I want that to go. Back off, Jacko! Elise, this isn't right. It's hormonal. You can't do this. Watch me. But th this is my stuff. It's the 90s, Bill. Downsize. And then she does the exact same thing in his apartment. Yeah, because that's when we meet Phoebe. 
Yeah. Bill's little side piece. Phoebe is the casting couch girl. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Elise comes in with a team of men and begins to clean out his apartment in front of him. And you think that Phoebe would be a little uncomfortable? Phoebe is jazzed to be meeting her. The dime, take that. that. This is so cool to like, all of this gym equipment. Elise, I'm getting a restraining oh, order. No, equipment. Bill, this is great. I, Elise, hi, I'm Phoebe. I've seen all your movies and I want to be just like you. Only me. Phoebe, some advice. Be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> if Elise is an Oscar-winning actress, I'm underweight. Okay. I'm ju- that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, and then when Annie and Brenda go to visit Elise later and the place is packed to the gills with shit she took from Bill, yeah. it gives me life. I love it. At Brenda's son's bar mitzvah. <gasps> oh my God. Brenda politely declines her mobster hitman uncle's offer to kill her ex-husband Morty. <laughs> I love Uncle Carmine. Yeah. He's like, I'd love to take care of him. But he also reveals to Brenda that Morty might be guilty of fraudulent activities. Because remember, we said he owned electronic stores, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's really successful now, but not when they were first married. He had one tiny shop. And yeah, Uncle Carmine just casually lets it slip that all of his inventory, quote, fell off a truck. For Morty to treat you this way after everything your father did for him, where would he be without him? You know, the first year of his business, every piece of stock in his store fell off one of our trucks. You're not, you're not serious. Mm-hmm. Well, we were happy to help you, uh, newlyweds. Morty? Mm. A crook? My Morty. Check his books. They're fiction. Bestsellers. They continue to gather more information on their husbands, meanwhile setting up an actual base of operations for the First Wives Club. Like, Elise has this dilapidated building in her name for some reason. Uh, yeah. I mean, if people live there, she's definitely a slumlord. Robert De Niro owns Tribeca. Stars do that. Yeah, I know. They own whole chunks of cities. While Elise is busy trying to take every material possession that Bill cares about, the Lamborghini... That beautiful car, she has that repossessed too? Yeah. And Annie and Brenda are still trying to find evidence of Morty committing fraud, because they know it's true, Uncle Carmine said so, Mm -hmm. but they gotta be able to prove it. And they're like, what if we could get into his townhouse, the one he shares with Shelly? What if we can get into the townhouse? And like, well, how are we gonna do that? And that is where they decide to bring Duarto into this mess. Mm -hmm. Because Duarto, remember, is one of the ten worst decorators in the city. Sure. And so now we've got to somehow convince Shelly covertly to hire Duarto as an interior designer so that he can let them into the apartment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is the perfect place to talk about Ganilla. Yeah, Ganilla Goldberg. She is the queen of high society in New York City, allegedly. Like, if you want to be in high society, you got to get close to Ganilla. Yeah, she's definitely very Mary McLeod Trump. She's definitely Ooh. very, yeah, you uh, know. I am loving blonde Maggie, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I'm just not loving her accent. <laughs> I, they could have kept her British. I don't know why they made her do this. Ganilla Goldberg was happy to help us with our little plan, she being a first wife herself. Indeed, Ganilla was a first, second, third, and fourth wife, Mm. which accounted for her very comfortable surroundings. This is delicious. You know, usually I bring my own dressing, you know, that fat-free ranch stuff. But this is restaurant quality. Thank you. This whole sequence with 
Ganilla, because what they've done is they set up Ganilla to have a meal with Sarah Jessica Parker, with Shelly, and this way she can recommend Duarto to her mm-hmm. so that they can get into the apartment. This whole Maggie Smith sequence is great because she just cannot stand this woman existing in front of her. No, she's actively trying to help the first wives trick this woman, like, right? I hope Sarah Jessica Parker was so nervous that day. <laughs> Dame Maggie Smith? Are you kidding me? See, your house is your calling card. It has to be perfected. Photograph published. Oh my God. Can you really help me? I would kill for that. That's unnecessary. Just, no, just just two words. Duarto Feliz. Now, he is a genius. A gem. Of course, he's almost impossible to get. He works all the time. And yeah, she's finally produces Duarto's, like, business card, and she's so elusive about it, too. She's like, oh, I don't know if you can even get him. He works all the time. And Shelly's just, like, a brat for the finer things, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, she, so she can't resist. Shelly and Morty roll out the red carpet for Duarto, and it's so stupid because no reasonable person would fall for this. I don't care how white, how rich, how privileged you are. Duarto tells them, in order to be a good decorator, he must bond with the space. So leave me alone here for an hour. Me, a total stranger, leave me alone in your apartment. Get out. And (laughs) so Morty and Shelly take their leave, and then Duarto lets the three ladies, Brenda, Annie, and Elise, into the apartment so they can snoop. This place is so gaudy. The cherub fountain. I don't even want to talk about it. Like, the the, <laughs> the, the, the railings that aren't attached to the stairs. That stupid the, staircase! They're just hanging. What if I fall? Yeah! If I grab onto that railing, I'm going <laughs> off the stairs! Not since Frankenstein have we seen such a dangerous staircase. I say, what is it with the staircases lately? <laughs> and so they break into Morty's office on the second level of this townhouse, right? Yeah, it's going to go super well. It's really, it's not a townhouse. It's an apartment, but it's like, a, it's a multi-level apartment. And they are on like the top floor of this apartment building. Mm-hmm. And they're snooping through his office trying to find financial records. And it's going kind of well. Until, uh-oh, Morty and Shelly are back sooner than they said they would. Yeah, so guess what, guys? <laughs> We're stuck in the apartment. And so what they have to do is they go out onto the balcony that's in that office. This is my favorite scene! And they're, like, trying to find a way to get out of here. And wouldn't you know, there's a window-washing pulley hanging off the balcony. This, oh my god, this is hysterical because, like I said, I I love watching Diane Keaton freak out. Yeah. It's hysterical. And Annie has a problem with ice. Yeah, and she does not want to get on that thing, and I understand. They are very high in the sky. They're on the top floor. And so, like... This is where I got most of my laugh. They get, like, hysterical on the way down because it should be a controlled fall. 
It yep. should be a controlled descent, but they don't know how to work the buttons on the remote. <laughs> and every time, because it's like they have to go down, but they have to pass the first level of the apartment with the wide bay window, right? Yeah. And so they're coming into frame, and Duarto is trying to redirect Morty and <laughs> Shelly's so, attention. So they don't see them in the window like it's a television. <laughs> Look at my tell here. The window meeting is over. It's time to consider the stairs. What about that dumb fountain? Well, I'd rather like it. I'd rather look at the window. And they're on the they're on the lift freaking out, and you just see them drop out of frame. Yeah, they drop further, and there's like two people making love with the window wide open, <laughs> and there they are. <laughs> and the the woman in bed is the mom from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Dr. Grey, I believe. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god, it's Elise Ellison! <laughs> and the way they're yelling, you look great! <laughs> Oscar award winning <laughs> actress, Elise Ellison is on a window washing pulley outside my window. And they, j- they drop one more time and they are shrieking and flailing, trying to d- pass, fighting over the controls. <laughs> and they're in free fall. Maggie Smith, by the way, Ganilla is on the ground <laughs> watching this happen, <laughs> watching them come down in the lift. Oh, poor Maggie Smith. I, I bet she was so confused on the set of this movie. Oh I God. am too. And then, like, they get it to stop six inches from the ground. True, true. They almost died. <laughs> The way they're all getting off of it, and Brenda is lit up like Christmas. Wanna go again? (laughs) Come on now. Brenda. And I love this sweet little scene right after that whole debacle where- Where they're having, you know, crystal girl night. Like, Yeah, it's like floor dinner in the warehouse. And they're talking about how much they miss Cynthia. And they're telling this story about her 21st birthday party. Her parents like made a huge deal out of it. And someone thought it would be really fun to have the three other girls be the entertainment for the night. Yeah. And they have to sing that Leslie Gore song. I love Annie. She's so self-conscious about it. She doesn't want to sing. You don't, you you don't, don't own me. me. I'm, I'm not, not just one, one of your many toys. You, you don't, don't own me. <laughs> don't, don't say I can't go with other boys. And don't tell me what to do. And don't tell me what to say. You don't own me. I'm not just one of your many toys. You don't own. You don't own. Not Can you do it? You, you don't, don't. You're so flat. <laughs> you, you. You don't, don't own. No, wow. Okay, never mind. I'm trying really hard. We've got to get back to choir. I swear. <laughs> Now the ladies get a tip from Chris, Annie's daughter, that husband Aaron, his ad partners, are getting ready to sell their shares of the firm. Which, if you're not good at math, there's three partners, and if two of them sell their shares, that means those shares, if bought by the same person, that person would be the majority stakeholder in the firm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she's like, wouldn't it just be a tip 
if I could get enough money together to buy their remaining shares and become his majority partner. And we have a solution to this postulation. Elise sells all of the shit she took from Bill to Annie for one dollar. Yeah. We're talking. A modest price. We're talking cars, antiques, furniture, just expensive shit that no person with all the money in the world would ever want. And then Annie subsequently puts it all up for auction. At Christie's. Yeah. That's like a famous New York auction house, right? Mm -hmm. And so not only are all these things going for a pretty penny, but they also, with Ganilla's help and Duarto's help, trick Shelly into going to the auction. She's spending Morty's money. Yeah, and... <laughs> Not only are they robbing Bill, but they're also robbing Morty. Duarto and Ganilla are convincing her to buy everything. Just encouraging her to keep bidding on things she doesn't even like or understand because they're trying to convince her it's stylish. Yeah. $130,000. Oh, that Lisa Elliot, she must be very rich. Show business teacher. Come on. That plate that she buys, that Japanese plate the that- The $380,000 plate. Oh my God. And I just love it. I love it. I love how we're killing two birds with one scone here. I. Oh my God. With a scone? I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know. Carrie, what did you just say? <laughs> Killing two birds with one scone? Yes, or feeding two birds with one scone. Yeah, it's feeding. (laughs) I was trying to do the less violent alternative, and I I failed. If I could kill a bird with a piece of bread... Well, I guess you can. Yeah, it would have to be a day old. Don't feed don't feed the ducks bread, guys. Yeah, don't do it. It expands in their stomach until they quack to death. Oh. Well, they can't because they're choking. Stop! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Now we're having our first fight. So Elise definitely has a drinking problem, right? She's sad. We get it. Yeah. She's becoming irrelevant by the minute, and her husband left her, and nothing is working out. And so- now she's just subsisting on vodka, though. Yeah, and I uh, this whole scene, like I get like the acting is fine, but I somehow still don't believe it. Well, it's because the stakes aren't as high as they seem. Like no one's been found out. No one is, you know going to be in trouble for anything they're doing, because go ahead, prove that they conspired. Yeah, I know. You know, and so the stakes already aren't that high, but I really think it's just the fact that we have to have this conflict between the three of them, because that's what Cynthia said, right? Cynthia said, hold fast to each other. Yeah. Take care of each other. And they're not taking care of each other. Well, we're just going to keep trying, Elise. Well, you better keep trying, because this is my life, okay? And my money. What do you know? You don't get it. You're Civilians. I mean, you're just housewives. That's it. No, what? Uh, you know, I'll never understand. Give me that. Excuse me. Get that back. I'm saying this to you with love, compassion, and the spirit of true sisterhood. You are full of shit. Brenda is understandably sick of Elise's shit. I get it. You know, like... I get it. And, like, so she lashes out, Elise is lashing back, and Annie can't stand either one of them acting crazy. (laughs) She's the president of the middle. Annie professes that you're both crazy assholes and I'm the normal one. (laughs) 
I'm the nice one, she says. And then they turn on her. Yeah. For insisting that neither one of them are nice. And Annie is like, Annie's right. They're supposed to be helping each other and they're tearing each other apart here. And then I have, now we start throwing golden globes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Brenda picks up that golden globe and chucks it at the comedically huge portrait of, like, Elise in recline on a shade. Absolutely. Oh, God. You were always jealous of me, even in college, because I was blonde and beautiful and talented, and I got any guy I wanted and did. Every guy. Most of the senior class and half the faculty. Well, Well, it was the 60s. Look at this place. Is this where your fan club meets? Do you have ritual sacrifices? Put that down. Put that down. I won that. I remember. Your first talkie. Yeah, what did you ever win? A pie eating contest? Best digestion. Oh, And, like, Annie invites her mother and Chris over to talk through their feelings. And it's like she's going through another breakup, but this time she's breaking up with her friends. Oh, that's the worst. Uh, Yeah, I've been there. It's awful. Can I read you something that's relevant? Yeah, sure. Okay. My roommate, this is, I'm actually going to read you a tweet. Oh. (laughs) My roommate tweeted this. Um, she, She quote tweeted, this tweet says, female friendship is so... I can't even begin to explain. Deepest love I've ever experienced personally. It's just people often value romantic love solely and it's sad. And Amelia quoted it and said, I live by this 100%. My friends are my soulmates. I have never loved anyone more than my people. They're my family. I would die for them, in front of them, and with them, period. Amelia! And I'm like, this is is what we should be feeling here, but... Yeah, but we're not, because everybody's mad at each other. Yeah. And even, even Chris is like... Mom, you don't get it. You've been completely different since they came back into your life. Yeah. No, it's just completely, you know, falling apart. We're at each other's throats, and I feel like it's just like it's all my fault. I'm just useless. No, you are not. Honey, I am. Mom, no, I'm no, really. No, I... the past few weeks, you've been a totally different person. Oh, man. You stopped apologizing for yourself all the time. I'm sorry, honey. It's just this whole first wise club thing. It just it can't work. And you know, mom, it just it never could work. You make it work. It can. You can make it no. work. You call call, Brenda, call Brenda. Call Brenda and Elise. Oh, I can't call them. What am I gonna say to them? Like you're not apologizing for yourself anymore. You're stronger. You are standing up for yourself. And I just love that energy. She's like, mom, don't break up with your friends. Elise comes to Brenda. They apologize. They oh. kiss and make up. Oh God. Oh, we forgot to talk about this, but the way Brenda, when that the last thing Brenda says in that fight to Elise is, I wonder how hammered Cynthia was when she did what she did. Yeah, and then when Elise comes to apologize, she's like, I don't want to end up like Cynthia. Oh, it's so bad. Mm. And then, but yeah, Brenda, Brenda welcomes her back, open arms. I love Brenda. She's a little obnoxious, but I love her. And then they both go to Annie to try to convince her to continue sabotaging the exes. Like... (laughs) But, like, Annie just has no confidence in this anymore. She's clearing her stuff out of the warehouse, and she's like, listen, we may have stuff on Morty, we may have stuff on Aaron, but we don't have anything on Bill yet. Bill is squeaky clean. (laughs) Uh, Or so he thinks. Uh, uh. Oh, guys, this is awful. 
we'll come back to it in a minute, but the stu- what they get on Bill is somehow the most damning piece of evidence, okay? So, Morty, <laughs> Morty is trying to film a commercial for his electronics store. I love this. Who is the first name in top quality, low-cost appliances? Why, let's ask this beautiful young lady here. Excuse me, ma'am. Why, hello. Uh, hello. Hi. I'm in the market for a low-quality, top-cost appliance. Cut. Uh, Shelly, top-quality, low-cost. Top-quality, low-cost. Morton Cushman? Yeah, what? Yeah. You have the right to remain silent. What's going on here? I'm shooting a commercial. And in the middle of it, Agent J.K. Simmons shows up. (laughs) You'll remember him from when we covered Juno. (laughs) Um, Agent J.K. Simmons shows up to arrest Morty for some kind of charge the wives made up. Yeah, because, like, when we literally see him being transferred from the agents to the mob hitmen. Yeah. And they put him in a trunk. And put a bag over his head. Like, oh my God. And this is going to move back and forth because this is where all the puzzle pieces are starting to fall together, right? Exactly. Because like we did with the auction house and Bill's possessions, we're now going to basically make the plan work within itself to help all of the wives. Mm-hmm. Because... Do you, want, do, do, you want, do you want me to read what I have down? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Annie buys her husband out of his business partnership. (laughs) Brenda blackmails Morty into handing over part of his business to her. Because she's got all of the documents proving the fraud. And Elise exposes Bill as an ephibophile. Okay, so guys, remember Phoebe, darling, stars in her eyes, little Phoebe? Phoebe, ephibophile. No! Hate it. No! Hate it. I'm sure that's not at all what was intended, but like, I just oh, made that connection. No! And by connection, I mean they sound similar. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, oh, Elise produces a yearbook with Phoebe's picture in it. And when you finally do the math, you realize that Phoebe is not 21 years old. She's 16. Ew! It's so, and you know what? Bill is horrified. I will give him that. Yeah. Two years ago, she dropped out of a little high school in Newkirk, Idaho. Should have done your homework, Bill. I did. Oh, a copy of her birth certificate. Oh, God. I didn't know. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? Oh, what am I going to do? Well, right now, I'm just going to use the F word. Felony. It's like, I didn't know. And I'm like, guys... If you're going to enter into physical relationships with someone, there's nothing wrong with asking for an ID. I'm sorry. If women want to get offended that you ask them for their ID to verify how old they are, like... Let them. Let that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I... I, I'm covering my ass I'm trying to make sure I'm not committing a crime. Like... Exactly. And so, yeah... Now, Bill is on the hook for that little piece of blackmail. And not only, because the thing is, is that Aaron, the ad guy, is like, you can't buy me out of this partnership. I'll just walk away with all my clients and you won't have anything. Look, if you try to take my agency from me, I'll walk. I'll take all my clients with me. Be my guest. Not kidding, Annie. I will take every single account. This place without me, be worthless. Oh, I don't think so, babe. Really? <gasps> Not after the new $45 million account I just landed. And it's for Morty's electronics. 
Because now Because of Brenda. Brenda's gonna be in charge of all that stuff now. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, this is actually kind of genius. And um at the end of all that business, all of those individual businesses, they <laughs> the wives hand their exes cards and tell them to show up in two hours at the warehouse where they're camped out. <laughs> business cards for the first wives club <laughs> yeah they do it's it's cool like I, I love the shot of them sitting in the lobby of this warehouse and like <laughs> like they're getting ready to go see the principal right yeah and like morty walks in morty walks in and he looks at the other two dudes and he's like what are y'all in for the best moment of this is christine is there waiting to show the men into the room i love this so much and like they walk in and like Aaron's like, listen, sweetheart, can you give me some kind of indication of what's about to happen? And she's like, no. <laughs> and right before she closes the door, she goes, oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. I'm a lesbian. A big one. <laughs> and then she shuts the door on his face. I know, I know, I know it's, I know being a homophobe is wrong, but I hope it hurt him so bad. They all get invited to the first wives club and they decide, you know what? It's not just enough to make you suffer. We need you to suffer continually. (laughs) Yeah, because the thing is, is that now that they have all this dirt on them, they are going to force these men to pony up hundreds of thousands of dollars at a time. So they can actually expand the First Wives Club and actually offer their services, I guess, to other women who have been wronged. Through extortion of men, the First Wives Club is able to establish and build the Cynthia Griffin Crisis Center for Women. They open a crisis center for abused and displaced women. In the name of their departed friend. I... Listen, I didn't see that coming. I really didn't. I thought that they were going to just extort their husbands, take them for all they're worth, and then just leave them on the side of the road, right? Yeah. But it's not just about that anymore. Like they said, it's not about revenge. It's about justice. They are using their horrible ex's resources to help other women. Yeah. Which is just... I love Chef's it. kiss. Chef's kiss. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. And in the meantime, everybody's lives are getting better. Annie is slowly taking Aaron's firm out from underneath him. Brenda's loving the schadenfreude of Morty's relationship with Shelly falling apart. Elise is in a very successful play on Broadway. Her career's back. Yeah. Everybody loves her again. And we're having a grand opening party for the crisis center, right? Uh, there, It is a who's who of New York at this party. Carrie? Yeah? You know who's in this room? <laughs> When people are picking off of the table of food and it's panning over and we see former New York mayor, Ed Koch. <laughs> he was mayor for 10 years. Yeah, like, oh my God. And then Kathy Lee Gifford. Uh-huh. And then fucking Ivana Trump. Listen, Ivana's Ivana, right? I, I kind of love Ivana. Like, like I, I don't know a lot about Ivana other than what I've seen in movies. Okay? I think, RIP, by the way, she just passed away. Ivana. I want to thank you for coming so much. You're an angel. Of course, I will. Thank you so much again. Ladies, we have to be strong and independent. And remember, what? Don't get mad. Get everything. (laughs) Don't get mad. Get everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, and oh my God, Bet finally looks good. 
Oh, I know. All those ugly dresses. I know. And now she's looking good in that white suit. Like. They're all wearing matching. Well, they don't match, but they're all white. They're all in white. And what are they also wearing around their necks, Carrie? They're wearing the pearls that Cynthia gave all of them. On when- graduation yeah, day. Yeah, I can't. I yeah. can't stand it. And I love, oh my God, Annie's got a lot of nice little uh, voiceovers here at the end. When she's talking about how Aaron wants to recommit to their marriage because he's about to lose his shirt. Mm -hmm. And as for me, Aaron and Dr. Rosen split up. He wants to come home again, and he feels emotionally ready to recommit to an equitable and caring relationship. I told him to drop dead. I'm like, yes! Yes, Yes, Annie! Yes! Bill and Shelly... You know, the, they take to one another because they're outside the party. Yeah, because Morty has left Shelly in the car yeah. because she doesn't want to go in. And he's like, you know what? I don't like you anymore. Yeah. In that moment. And Bill and Shelly hook up on the sidewalk. When Bill is like, nice Lamborghini used to have one just like it. It's your Lamborghini, Bill. It is Because <laughs> <laughs> Shelly bought it at the auction. auction. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand it. And Morty is inside putting the moves on Brenda. Yeah, they might be reconciling, which, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You want to reconcile with Nick Tortelli from Cheers? Go right ahead. Like, if any of them were going to reconcile, at the, if I could have told you who was going to reconcile at the beginning... Yeah, probably them. They would not have been my pick. They've got a kid. You know, uh, like... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I get it. Like <laughs> For the children. It's for the children. Guys, stop doing that to your kids. Literally. Please stop doing that Don't to your kids. Don't use them as the excuse. Uh, and we're wrapping it up. Oh, uh, listen, I know this kind of peters out, but I do love the way this movie ends mm-hmm. because... It's the end of the night. It's just the three of them left in the crisis center. They are congratulating themselves. They're all patting each other on the back. Mm. Oh. Look at this place. It's oh. just a total mess. But a gorgeous mess. Yeah. It's like us. <laughs> no, I can't believe it. We actually did it. We actually accomplished something together. I know we did it. Oh, God, I wish Cynthia was here right now. Mm. Well, she is. She is, in a way. And I'm just like, oh, Goyles. 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 Yeah. Oh, you take my heart right out of my chest, or I don't know who I just became. You take my heart right <laughs> out of my chest. You know you do. You do, you do, you do. And remember, we mentioned earlier how they sang and danced at Cynthia's 21st birthday party, this right? This Mamma Mia moment, this I swear. The, this is most out-of-pocket best ending I've ever seen. Because you know we're not getting bed out of here without her singing, No, there right? needs to be a song. Yeah. So, yeah, they get this Donna and the Dynamos, like, formation going. Yeah. And start singing You Don't Own Me. And don't tell me what to do. And don't right. tell me what to say. And when I go out with you, don't put me on display. Pretty good. <laughs> you remember And it's actually, I kind of really like this arrangement of it. Because, like, you know, the whole point here is, you know, we had three women whose lives they felt were slowly swirling and disappearing beneath them. Yeah. And then they found each other again. And brought each other up. And now they're all hugely successful. I'm young and I love to be young. They 
distorted the fuck out of those men. And I don't have a single problem with it. I don't either. Because I support women's rights <laughs> and also women's wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> I also love how there was obviously some choreography for this dance number. Pat Birch. Yeah. Grease 2 director and choreographer Pat Birch. She's the first credit that comes up when they dance into the street I and know. the credits start rolling. Like I just love though that they're obviously not adhering to the choreography. Yeah, they they're having a good old organic time with it. They had too much sugar at lunch <laughs> that day. and they dance out into the street. Yeah. Roll credits. Yeah, that's it. Guys, this was a trip. Yeah, it was a ride from beginning to end. I mean... Sometimes a window washing lift ride. Yeah. It was nice in parts. It was... I did get a lot of belly laughs, especially out of that window washing scene. I... Oh, I I might just drop the clip in the related media if you want to go look at it. What makes this movie is definitely all the people that are in it. Oh, all the chemistry between the ladies. Yeah, regardless of the production being shoddy or the writing being like, you know. So-so. Yeah, so-so. Like, it's the actors. Like, the actors are really what make this movie for me. And that's kind of why I wanted to do it, because I've always heard that it's not necessarily this film. It's not, the, the film itself is not why people love it. It's all of those ladies feeding and bouncing off of each other mm -hmm. and it just it, I know you say you don't believe them it's because it, it just seems like it's Diane Bett and Goldie to me it doesn't seem like they're actually characters see but I do believe that they are lifelong friends and that they do know and love each other better than anyone else in this world my dad put it this way to me when I was a kid when I come to see you in a play buddy do you think I'm coming to see you for your performance abilities? Or you think I'm coming to see you because it's you? And I'm like, for my performance abilities? And he's like, that's really nice. I'm coming to see it because you're in it. Aww. And I'm like, well, thanks. And he's like, and then your performance abilities after that. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> he's like, when people come to see a Robin Williams movie, do you think they're coming to watch Robin Williams be an actor? They're coming to watch Robin Williams be Robin Williams. Do funny voices. Yeah. <laughs> be funny. <laughs> be funny. <laughs> Listen to me. I'll tell you this. I'm a friend. You fat. <laughs> Bring back Don Rickles. No. Resurrect him. <laughs> Ages three and up. It's on my box. Ages three and up. I am not supposed to be babysitting Princess Drool. Okay, we can't do this. <laughs> what are you trying to pull? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Okay, somehow we got the Don Rickles yeah, there at I the end. I love Don Rickles. <laughs> What's your name? Get up, James. Get up. I didn't even want you here in the first place. Get the hell out of here. And then he starts hitting on his wife. Oh, I want to be with you so badly. <laughs> Is this the wife? Jesus Christ. <laughs> the way that woman screams in the background. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. We turned it from First Wives Club into Don Rickles. <laughs> we got to get out of here, man. Uh, I'm sweating in places I didn't know I could. All right, 
right, guys, we're going to keep the chick films rolling here. We've got some big names next week, too, guys. Be excited. Be oh, excited. Oh, man. Hey, guys, this is the most mom film of all time. Yeah, I don't know a single straight cis woman who doesn't love this movie. If your mom's a boomer or Gen X, they love this movie. And you know what? Something's got to tie the generations <laughs> together. And it might as well be a love of Sally Field and Dolly Parton, goddammit. And Shirley MacLaine and Olympia Dukakis. Absolutely, and, guys. And Daryl Hannah. If you can't tell already, we're definitely doing the 1989 adaptation of the 1983 play, Steel Magnolias. Yes, I'm excited. Oh, It's going to be so much fun, and then it's going to be so not. It's... Yeah. <laughs> It goes from being a really fun movie to being a, will you slip this for me, please? Yeah. Like, oh, no. Yeah, like, oh, God. It's, yeah, but don't worry, guys. We'll be here with you for it. Like, I can't wait to have a discussion about which one of them we each are. I mean, I feel like we're all combos. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I'll have to think about it because I know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Uh, okay. <laughs> In the meantime, guys, please go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. Write the show anytime, by the way. Anytime you want. <laughs> Any day now, you can write the show. At kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's for that's with an and not an ampersand, and that's for anything. You want to talk to us, you want you got suggestions, you want requests, absolutely. You can also reach out to us on Twitter for those things. And uh please don't forget to practice the three R's. Rate review retweet. Rate review retweet folks we want everyone to come and join this little watch party more quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming until then i'm carrie i'm ross and as always sorry mom, mom.